Hello, and welcome to the podcast UVA Press Presents from the University of Virginia Press. My name is Suzanne Morse-Mumaw, and I'm the director. UVA Press has been presenting through scholarly books, digital imprints, and new media for almost 60 years. Today, we hear from Professor Howard Ramsey II on his new book, Bad Men, Creative Touchstones of Black Writers, which explores the notion of bad men in African-American literature and criticism. Professor Ramsey questions and explores the understudied role that bad men play in the creative enterprise, how writers and scholars are drawn to the vulnerability of black boys and the bad characterization of black men, to explore larger themes of power, allure, and creativity. In addition to analyzing the works of black writers, Professor Ramsey gives us an insight and an understanding of the creative process and shows the intersections with African-American literary studies. This powerful discussion takes us to those themes and much more. Professor Ramsey, welcome to UVA Press Presents. Nat Turner, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, countless rappers, and many more constitute what are known as bad men. They are defiant, troublesome, reckless, radical, misunderstood, fearless, bad. My name is Howard Ramsey, and I'm the author of Bad Men, Creative Touchstones of Black Writers, published by the University of Virginia Press. My book is about black writers and creativity. I discuss the ways that a wide range of contemporary African-American writers have drawn on black boys and bad men as creative inspirations for producing extraordinary compositions. Several writers, especially black men writers, like Ta-Nehisi Coates, Aaron Magruder, Tahima Jess, Adrian Matika, and more, have devoted considerable attention to the complexities of bad man figures. Also, many writers have concentrated on vulnerable black boys, making them the centerpieces of outstanding bodies of work. Today I'm providing an overview of my book, which explains why studies of black compositions and creativity are so important. Once baiting was against the law, some smart somebody figured colors would fight just as hard if hungry enough. So they rounded up the skinniest of us, had us stripped to trousers, then blindfolded us before the fight. They turned us in hard circles a few times on the ring steps like a motor car engine before pushing us between the ropes. When the bell rang, it seemed like I got hit from eight directions. I don't know where those punches came from, but I swung so hard my shoulder hadn't been right since because the man said only the last darkie on his feet gets a meal. That was Adrian Matika reading from his volume of poetry, The Big Smoke, about Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight boxing champion. So there are these three books of poetry I want you to consider. Kevin Young's To Repel Ghost about the pain of Basquiat. Tahimba Jess's Leadbelly about the legendary ex-con folk singer Huddy Leadbetter. And Adrian Matika's volume about Jack Johnson. Those books represent what I view as a trilogy of bad men poetry volumes. The poets write about these bad men figures in their respective realms. And in the process, Young, Jess, and Matika revealed the possibilities of producing groundbreaking creative work. In this case, poems based on the lives and experiences of bad men. 
Those volumes by Young, Jess, and Matika really captured my attention because they connect in so many ways to dozens of works by black poets who produced volumes during the first decades of the 21st century. For one, the books contain an abundance of persona poems where the poets write in the voice of black historical figures. That approach, the persona poem, has been taken up by numerous poets since 2000 in particular. And given my interest in bad men, I was drawn to the exuberant creativity displayed by Matika, Jess, and Young. Researching and then writing about defiant and rebellious black men motivated these poets to produce these groundbreaking books. Back in slavery days, let me take y'all back, follow me. Spent my whole life living on this plantation All I know was devastation and pain From the lacerations Papa died when I was five Committed suicide Said if he couldn't be free No point in being alive So I took his advice Tried to run three times But I swear this time y'all It ain't gonna be the same Word around here is They got an underground railroad And I'ma be the first one up on the train Every time they pick me up Round eight And I was surprised Cause honestly That's the journalist and rapper Domati Pongo Performing his song Ex-Slave He's envisioning himself as a slave who escapes bondage on the Underground Railroad with assistance from Harriet Tubman. For several decades now, poets and rappers have produced creative works based on the experiences of bad slaves, runaways, and insurgents. The second chapter of my book discusses how Elizabeth Alexander, Opal Palmer Disa, Evie Shockley, and several other poets creatively represented the inner thoughts and experiences of rebellious slaves. In the chapter, I also discuss how rappers like Jay-Z, Black Thought, Jay Electronica, Pongo, and others alluded to resistant slaves in their works as well. It's really fascinating to consider that poets and rappers have been inspired by the narratives of disobedient slaves. Ghouls say you ugly behind your back. Vampires scared of you. When Clarence Milton passed gas, it painted your face all over the room. You uglier than that painting Clarence Thomas got in the attic of his real self, which Oscar Wilde did it. You uglier than Papa Dot. Hitler and Mobutu. That's Amiri Baraka reading from his humorous and outrageous poem, Jungle Jim Flux's Screen Test. Throughout the piece, Baraka explains why you, a presumable sellout, are so ugly. Listen. Sellouts are some of the most despised and hated black men. We have such wonderfully bad and colorful things to say about alleged Uncle Tums. In the process of critiquing sellouts, black writers have produced remarkable, inventive work. Chapter three of my book focuses on works by the novelist Paul Beatty and poet Amiri Baraka. They both write about sellouts as kinds of bad men and they use that subject to stretch out in all kinds of comical, creative, and critical ways. For these writers, sellouts are jokes with an infinite number of punchlines. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. That's from the familiar theme song of Aaron Magruder's cartoon, The Boondocks. But before it was a cartoon, The Boondocks was a comic strip and that comic strip focused on a 10-year-old, Afro-wearing, militant black boy named Huey Freeman and his younger brother, Riley, a wannabe gangster. Shortly after appearing in newspapers across the country in 1999, the Boondocks quickly gained unparalleled attention. 
People thought the comic strip was edgy, funny, too black, too controversial, and just right. What the boondocks revealed to me was that the experiences of vulnerable black boys could serve as fantastic sources of creative inspiration. Chapter four of my book examines the sagas of Huey and Riley Freeman and explains how Magruder utilized his black boy protagonist to produce such a tremendous body of work. What happened to Floyd happens every day in this country in education, in health services, and in every area of American life. It's time for us to stand up in George's name and say, get your knees off our necks. That's the Reverend Al Sharpton speaking at the funeral of George Floyd, killed by a police officer who held his knee on Floyd's neck. The closing chapter of my book considers the subject of creativity and what is known as the movement for Black Lives Matter. I discuss how ta Coates and journalist Trimon Lee produced an expansive body of compositions about Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, two black boys whose violent deaths drew national and international attention. The combination of vigorous writing, fairly rapid publication, and unique reporting by Coates and Lee on Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown explains why those black boys became such iconic figures in the public discourse on Black Lives Matter. My closing chapter confirms how essential vulnerable black boys can be to creative productivity and how their tragic circumstances could inspire an outpouring of outstanding compositions. Instrumentals for this episode were produced by Nassim Dove. My name is Howard Ramsey, and I'm the author of Bad Men, Creative Touchstones of Black Writers, published by the University of Virginia Press. You can find Dr. Howard Ramsey's book, Bad Men, Creative Touchstones of Black Writers, at upress.virginia.edu and other booksellers. UVA Press Presents is a podcast by the University of Virginia Press and a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. This episode was produced by the author, Dr. Howard Ramsey II. Our theme music is Greylock from Blue Dot Sessions.